Welcome to the Outpouring Orlando Sermon Podcast. The Outpouring is a vibrant, Christ-centered church in sunny Orlando, Florida. Thanks so much for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy today's message by Pastor John Daniels. Our text for this morning is Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 through 3. Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 through 3. Hebrews 12, verses 1 through 3. When you're there, shout amen to me. Hebrews 12, 1 through 3. And it reads as such. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured from sinners such hostility against himself so that you may not grow weary or faint hearted. You may be seated in the presence of God. And so. The writer of the Hebrews is unknown. We don't know who wrote the book of Hebrews. The writer is unknown, but what we do know is who he was writing to. And this particular letter in the New Testament was written to a group of believers that were facing persecution. And so the recipients of this letter were weary and they wanted to give up during a difficult season. It got so difficult at points that they were in danger of falling away. They were in danger of literally walking away from their faith because life had gotten so hard. And they were on the brink of walking away because they had been going through so much in their own personal lives. And it didn't seem like it was going to get any better. And so the theme of this particular chapter in the, in the book of Hebrews is perseverance and endurance during trials. And so the writer of Hebrews refers to this letter himself as a word of exhortation and encouragement to a group of people who are having a hard time with life. And he likens the challenges of their Christian walk with that of a race. And with that, he tells them, as you're running this race, you run with endurance. Now, why would this writer compare the Christian life, the Christian walk with that of a race? Because this particular audience would have been familiar with an uh, uh, uh a running event or a race because they were familiar with what's called the Isthmian Games that took place in Rome. And so these races took place in a stadium and the crowd would be full of people cheering these athletes as they ran in the race. And so Paul knows that his audience is familiar with this. And so the first thing that he tells them while they're running this race of the Christian life He says, therefore, since we are surrounded by so great cloud of witnesses, as if to say that there is an audience of people that are watching. There's an audience of people that are out there that surrounds the stadium that are cheering you on. And he says, therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a crowd, uh, a cloud of witnesses, this Colosseum is filled. Imagine it being filled. And people are there and you're running and the audience is full and they're cheering you on. And so 
My question is, who is Paul referring to? Well, he's referring to all of the Old Testament patriarchs that he mentioned in chapter 11. And there's an exhaustive list of people who walked in faith in the Old Testament. And so they answered the call of faith and they obeyed God's instructions in spite of how hard and difficult life may have been for them. And so these witnesses had experiential knowledge of which that was required to run in this race. And so it would be easy for us to assume that it's really like a real race. And that these people from the past are there and they're cheering them on. But what the writer is really implying, he's saying is they're not looking down from us on heaven, but we're supposed to look to them as a reminder. We don't really see these people, but they serve as a reminder of people who ran the race and who uh, uh, serve to encourage and inspire us to continue to run the race even though it may get hard. They face challenges oftentimes in adverse circumstances and almost all of them stumbled at some point. All of the old patriarchs of the faith, if you think about them, everybody had challenges. They all stumbled and fell at some point. But guess what they did? They got back up and they kept running. And he says, all you need to do is remember this thing that they all had in common during the race, even when it got difficult, They all kept running. They never stopped running, no matter how hard it gets. And what they do for us is serve as inspiration and encouragement. And they serve, more importantly, as a reminder. The reminder is this, that the same God that brought them through is the same God that will bring you through. The same God that was with them as they ran the Christian race is the same God that is with you and I. The same God that called Abraham is the same God that calls you and I. The same God that was with David in his battle with Goliath is the same God that equips and empowers you and I. And so these old patriarchs serve for us as a reminder that if God did it before, then God will do it again. If God was with the patriarchs from the past, that same God is with you. He's the same God yesterday, today, and forevermore. Nothing about God has changed. Just like he equipped them, he is equipping you and I every day in our Christian walk. God understands that we all face challenges and battles in our lives. But what it is is that we answer the call of God by faith and we continue to run and we continue to pursue God regardless of what it looks like in our lives. Everybody faces challenges. Everybody does. But the the saints from the past bear witness that God will see us through. They serve as a reminder to us that no matter how hard it gets, that we should never give up, that we should never give up. And so in this race, we don't just run to run. But if you're in this Christian life and you're running this race, you got to be in it to win it. You got to be in it to win it. You don't just run for the sake of running, but we're running to win this race. Nobody in the Olympics strives to come in second place. Everybody strives to get the gold medal. Everybody strives to win the prize. But the problem is some of us live as if we're running on a treadmill. And so we're running and we're running and we're sweating and we're running. And even though we're running faster and even though we're wearing down and getting tired and even though we're getting exhausted from running, we're running in place and we're not going anywhere. And that's what some of our lives look like. We're running and we're getting out of breath, but we don't see any changes because we're not going anywhere. And he's like, no. 
You're not on a treadmill. You should actually get off the treadmill and you should actually get on the track. But some of us are on a spiritual treadmill. And God is like, I didn't call you to be on the treadmill. This ain't practice. This is real life. So I need you to get off the treadmill and I need you to take it serious. And I need you to run with intention because your intention is to win the race that I've called you to. God didn't call us to run in place. God called us to get off the spiritual treadmill and he called us to get on the track. So what does that mean? How do I get on the track? Pick back up your Bible and start studying it and reading it. Get back on your knees and have a prayer life with God. Readjust your focus from the things of the world and be who God called you to be. Go to Bible studies sometimes. Make a sacrifice. Come to the prayer meetings. You have to supplement and do things in order to get to where you need to go and especially to get to where God has called you to. But some of us are so comfortable putting ourselves first and doing what we want to do that we miss God because we're not pursuing who he called us to be. And God is like, I need you to pick back up your Bible. I need you to spend some time with me. I need you to be intentional about your relationship with me. I didn't call you to be an at, uh, a, a nominal and average Christian. I called you to run this race and to finish it and finish it well. You shouldn't be running for second place. Nobody in this room should be running for second place. We should all be running, running to win this prize that God has called us to. And so I want to, I want to turn your attention to a scripture. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 24 says this. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 24 says this. And you can write it down for all my note takers. It says this. Don't you realize that in a race everyone runs, but only one person gets the prize. So run to win. Run to win. It requires determination and perseverance. And so how do I do that? Not only do I need to, to pick back up my Bible, not only do I need to cultivate a prayer life, not only do I need to come to Bible study, not only do I need to come to the prayer services, but I also need to do something very important. And that's effective when I run. Have you ever noticed in a race uh, uh, or, or, or if you saw the game last night, if some of you watched the game, I saw, I saw some of the clips because I didn't watch it, um, but the Warriors were down... They were down three to one and they could have easily just threw it in the tank and said, you know what? The better team got us, but they didn't give up. But I said, I said that to say this, if you, if you ever watch the pregame, the players have on uh, their warm up outfits, typically have on some pants and a jacket when they warm up. Or if you ever watched a race, they may come in with jogging pants on. They may have on a sweatshirt, but when it's time to, to run, they take off those clothes and peel back the layers. And so they take off the weight. And they take off the weight. And so he says, lay aside every weight and sin which cling as so closely. So what he's saying with the weight is all of the fear, all of the doubt, all of the worry, all of the busyness. Man, we got some. Every Christian is so busy these days. Why is everybody so busy? I notice when you're so busy, you, have every, you can do everything except for spend time with God. I'm so busy. I have some stuff going on. So what you had going, what, what you're telling me is what you had going on was more important than who gave you breath. What you had going on was more important than giving time to the one who sustains you. What you're telling me was what, what, what they told you or asked you to do superseded the one 
who pays your bills, the one who protects you, the one who, who covers you, the one who forgives you. And so we're so busy, but, but I don't think it's being busy. I just think it's lack of intention in your relationship with God. So please don't confuse busyness with lack of focus. With lack of focus. And so he says, toss aside all those things, those weights, friendships, idleness, just different things that are not necessarily bad things, but that they're weights. Things that are innocent or harmless, but they still weigh us down. Just because it's not sin doesn't mean it's not a weight. Weights are anything that impede our progress or saps our energy or robs us of our spiritual zeal. And so if you're running a race, the last thing you need is something clinging on to you that slows you down. Can you come here, sir? Can you come here, Donnie, please? Yes, yes, please. Yes, sir. Follow the instructions that I gave you earlier by faith. Okay. Hand those to me, sir, please. All right. All right. I want you to go run to, to, the, to the podium, to the back. Yes, run. You run like a girl, but come on. Right, come on, run back. Run like a guy. All right, there you go. All right. Now, here, here take this. Now, run. Go. Same, same speed. Go. All right. Come back. Come on. All right. Here. Add this to it. Go. Go back. Go. All right. Come on back. Come on back. All right. Go again. Come on. Come on. And come on back. Do you feel a difference? Yeah. You, you do. Yeah. But you're big and strong. Why do you feel a difference? Because still wait. Because still wait. Okay, so, so take his back. Okay. All right. Now let me, let me get this immorality off you real quick. Let me get this lust off you. Now go, run. All right. Now come on back. All right. Now come here. All right. Feel a little bit better? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Now, let me take this pride off of you. All right, go. Okay, come on back. Now, all right, let me take this nasty attitude off of you. Now, come on back. Now, did you feel a difference? There and there, yeah. You did? Did you feel faster? Yeah, on the way. Okay. Now, these weights aren't necessarily bad. They aren't bad. But the problem is, you're not intended to run this race with weights. So he says, lay every weight down. Put it down. Take it off. Put it down. It's hindering you. You don't have to carry it because I've taken the weight from you. So just continue to run the race, but put these weights down. I want you to win. I want you to finish. You don't have to hold the weight. It is an option. You can make a decision to put every weight down because I'll take it from you because I want you to win the race. I want you to win the race. You can have a seat. A weight is just a mass, a burden, an encumbrance. And the problem is not the weight, but it's what the weight does. It's not the weight. It's what the weight does. And it impedes your progress. The weight is like a ball and chain to our spiritual growth. It's like a ball and chain. But he makes a difference. He says lay aside every, every weight and sin. And he could have easily... They're the same thing. He could have just used the same word, but he uses a different word. And so he says the sin and he's talking about 
this idea of unbelief and sin, all sin is, is missing the mark. Literally, the word sin comes from the Greek word harmartia, which means to miss the mark. And in this particular text, what he's saying is you are missing the true goal and scope of life, which is faith. Doubt and faith oppose one another. And so when we run, we have to believe God that if we put those weights down, we will be more effective. If we cast every sin down, we would be more effective because what it does is it entangles us and it surrounds us. It distracts us. It uh, takes our attention and diverts our attention away. And he wants us to have complete attention. The thing about when you when you don't put it aside, what you're saying is. That if I lay this down, I might lose something. If I lay this sin down, I might lose something. But what God is saying in actuality is that when you lay it down, you actually gain speed. When you lay it down, you actually get a second wind. When you lay it down, your vision actually gets better. When you lay it down, you can actually breathe easier while you're running. When you lay it down, you can actually run longer than you think that you can. When you lay it down, you actually get more confidence as you run. There's something called a second wind. If you stay up late at night and you get a little sleepy, there's a moment in time where you get a second wind and you can go a little bit longer. And that's the same thing that God wants us to do is get a second win so you can continue to run but you can't continue to run if you have all of these weights and some of us are so tired and bogged down by life so tired so tired and God is like you don't have to be tired I've given you everything that you need to accomplish the goal of winning this race we have to be in constant motion we can't stop running Because a season of our lives gets tough. We can't. We can't keep falling away. We can't keep giving up on God. We can't keep us. We can't stop pursuing God just because life gets hard. Life will get hard. Uh, This word race comes from the word agon. Agon, where we get the English word agony from. And so this race that we run is literally a strenuous race. It is hard. It is arduous. It is tough. It is difficult. But God is like, no, I need you to remember that I did the same thing with many people that came before you. The great patriarchs that you read about in the Bible should serve as a reminder that I got you, that I'm the wind behind your back. I'm pushing you. I'm giving you everything you need, all of the energy, all of the fortitude to keep running. But you cannot stop. Proverbs 24 and 10, one of my favorite verses in the Bible, Proverbs 24 and 10 says this. If you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. If you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. God didn't call us to an easy faith where we just give up. Because faith is not easy. It literally requires us to trust God. It literally requires us to trust God and to obey him and follow his instructions. And it says, look to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith. And when we look to him, we take all of our attention and focus away from the distractions of life and we look towards Jesus. Jesus is the leader in the race. He is the leader. He is our example of a runner who finished and completed the faith, the completed the race. Here's the thing about all the other Old Testament patriarchs. It says that some of them never 
obtain the promises. They never obtained the promises. God promised them something. And the ultimate promise that they waited for was a savior, was a Messiah, was somebody to come and rescue them. But they never saw it come, but they still ran. And so you and I have the promised Messiah because he's come and he ran this race. And Jesus is 33 years of living. He completed the task. The Bible says that we serve not a high priest who was in touch with the feelings of our infirmities, but in all points were tempted as we were yet without sin. Jesus ran the race and he completed it. And so as we run, it's not like we're running by ourselves, but we actually have him to look to and he runs in front of us and he is showing us how to run. And as long as our focus and our attention is on Jesus, we will be just fine. But the problem is we get distracted in this race by life and in its problems and those things distract us and it weighs us down and we stop looking at Jesus. And Jesus is the person that we're supposed to to keep our eyes on and keep our eyes fixed on because he is the originator. He is the leader. He is the founder of our faith and he perfected our faith when he came and he finished his work in the earth. Here's the interesting thing. Whether you're a believer or not. You're still running this race called life. And here's the problem. If you get in the race, but you're an unbeliever and you don't follow Jesus, here's the, here's the crazy thing. In order to really be in the race, you had to be a citizen. If you were not a citizen, you could run all you want to, but you would never win the prize. And when you are an unbeliever, your race that you run is an exercise in futility. And when we run this race called life and it tells us that the ultimate reward and the ultimate prize is success, is wealth, is promotion, is upward mobility, is a nice car and a big house and the American dream. All that is is a bait and switch because it is a race that you run that will never satisfy you. There is no prize. There is no winner in that race. It is it is it is an exercise in futility because it ends in destruction. But when you are a follower of Jesus, when you are a follower of Jesus and you follow him and you accept Jesus as Lord in your life, you are running with a purpose and you are running to achieve a prize that has already been run, already been won on your behalf. The prize is already ours. All we have to do is keep running. The, the, the truth of the matter is everybody in this room who is a believer who bears the name of Jesus has already run the race. All you need to do is keep running. All you need to do is keep running. And as the writer of the Hebrews did for these people, he's encouraging them. And my my message to you this morning is wherever you are in life, no matter how hard it is, please endure this season of your life. Please endure this trial. Even if you don't understand it, would you please keep running? All you need to do is obey God and trust Jesus. The Holy Spirit is fueling you through this difficult season of your life. Whatever you don't have, whatever you think you need, whatever you think you lack, whoever you don't have, whatever is going wrong in your life, no matter if you're going through lack or life is challenging or you're having family problems or health problems or whatever it is, all you need to do is obey God and keep running because you will win. The race has already been won. It's already been won. All you have to do is keep running. Everybody in the Old Testament, all of the old patriarchs, they all had difficult seasons where they stumbled. But they all had one thing in common. They all got back up.
They all kept running. They all kept running. And all you have to do is keep running. God has given you the Holy Spirit, and he is an outlet saying, please, just give me the weights. I want you to win. I want you to get the prize. And can I tell you what the prize is? The prize is Jesus. Jesus showed us how to win the race. Here's how. It said, for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. He endured humiliation. He endured shame because he had the wherewithal to know that the end, I'm going to be with my father if I just keep running. Jesus had an option to not run. But the joy that he ran for was that he would be the savior of everybody in this room. And so the race that you run isn't even about you. It's not even about you, but it is about him. And because he finished, we can finish. Jesus could have easily walked away. He dealt with shame and humility and heartache, betrayal, everything that you and I deal with. He did it times a thousand. And he kept running. He kept running because he knew that there was greater. And sometimes we have to be spiritually mature enough to look past what we're going through. To keep running. And everything that you're going through serves a purpose in this life. But your faith actually serves as a marker for somebody else that is watching you. You don't always have to look to the patriarchs. Sometimes you can look to somebody in the room who kept going. There's somebody in this room who's been through the same thing that you're going through. There's somebody in this room that went through a tough season and they made it through. And they need to serve as a reminder to you that if God brought your neighbor through, he'll bring you through, too. He'll bring you through, too. God has equipped and empowered us all to continue to run this race. One thing about spiritual maturity is this. We know not to be caught by surprise when things get difficult because it will get difficult. But the spiritually mature saint says, you know what? I'm going through this season and it serves a purpose. I know God put these obstacles in my way for a reason. So let me obey God so I can get through this. So I can get through this. Never think that your problems are necessarily about you. But you have to be mature enough to know, you know what? I'm going to get through this season no matter how long it takes. And I'm going to keep running. And I'm going to put these weights aside. And I'm going to continue to do what God called me to do, no matter how hard it gets. And there may be some days, some mornings, some times, some seasons, even some years where life is hard. But God didn't call you to quit. God called you to continue to run. No matter what happens in your life, keep going. Keep running. No matter what it looks like, keep going. Keep running. There's a far greater prize that you will obtain if you keep your eyes focused on Jesus. Tune out the distractions. Everybody in this room has some of these. Everybody under the sound of my voice knows what it's like to carry one of these. And we all know how heavy it gets. Because even as I stand here talking to you, This is heavy. It's hard. And I want to put it down. And Jesus said, all you need to do is cast your cares on me. 
But when we don't, what we're saying is, God, I really don't believe you. I don't believe that you're strong enough to take this from me. God, I'm stronger than you. I'd rather carry this weight. God's like, you don't have to carry that. Just give it to me. Put it down. Walk away from it. And run the race that I've called you to run. You will never obtain a prize as long as you have this. And in your relationship with Jesus, he offers salvation. He offers salvation. He saves us from our sins. He cleanses us from our iniquities. He forgives us. And all we need to do is repent. And when we repent, which means to turn, we literally lay these aside. And I don't know what this is in your life. This could be a plethora of things. Everybody in this room knows what these things are because all of our weights are different. I don't know how long you've been carrying it. I don't know how heavy it is. Some of us may have 20 of these and it's wearing you down and you want to give up and you want to quit. But you don't have to. And the crazy thing is, even though these weights are heavy and I need to run the race, and I need to put them down. These are all the things that I've been through, things in my life that I'm going through, problems that I've caused, problems that were just sovereignly placed in my life. But even though I don't run the race with these, but because I have carried them, they've equipped me to run the race because they've made me stronger. They've made me wiser. They've made me more mature. They're showing me what I don't want my life to look like. And everybody's carrying weights at times. But these weights, we don't have to carry. But even though they're weights, they serve a good purpose in my life because they taught me lessons. And I put them down. And now I'm free to run. And I'm stronger. And I'm wiser. And I can run a lot faster because I've taken those weights off. Everything that we've gone through, good or bad, serves a purpose for our lives. But now that Jesus provided a way out, run the race without the weights. We hope you were blessed by the message today and would love to hear about how God is using this ministry in your life. You can connect with us online at outpouringorlando.com to share your story, request prayer, give financial support, or learn more about our ministry. We'd love to see you at one of our Sunday services if you're ever in the Orlando area. Thanks again for joining us today. Have a wonderful week.